Thank you, Kerry, for reading God's word to us. Just bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that your words are the word of life. They're living. And Lord, I pray that tonight even your word will speak to us as it is truly the living bread of heaven that feeds us, that nourishes us, that brings us closer to you. May I decrease then, Lord, and you increase. Take away my fear, and Lord, help me to proclaim your message. And we pray this in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, Luke is the physician who wrote this gospel. And it's the gospel of the Son of God who became the Son of Man. We'd read... Uh, in Mark's Gospel and John's Gospel, there's no genealogy, nor, uh, but in Matthew and Luke, we have the genealogy of Christ. And Luke is a believer. He fully believes in the message which he has recorded for us. He is a physician himself. He knows what it is to have a body lying in front of him and to treat it and to minister um, medicine or help to make that person better. But he acknowledges, like most physicians, even of today, will say they can do their best, but then healing must take its, its course. And it's true that all healing, even our present healing today, comes from God. When we recover from our sicknesses, it's, it's God who has healed us through the way he has made us and the things he has given us. But Luke saw God heal in miraculous ways. He followed Paul around the latter part of Acts. And he saw mighty power upon the apostle. He also searched out the scriptures. And he also listened to those who had an accurate account. And he re recorded what he'd heard. And he had written them down. And he had closely examined the evidence. And he presented it to us. Luke then was the writer and a saved person. And he had this friend or, or companion called Theophilus who he wanted to impart clear and accurate knowledge of all that Jesus both had about his birth and what he began to do and teach. It was important that he grew in his faith. And I think about this, this is the basis of all those who come to faith is they want to share with others. They want others to know more accurately the account which they themselves have received and to search out for themselves and to find out those things to be true, the scriptures that make us wise unto salvation. Luke then opens up his narrative and he begins with Zacharias and Elizabeth. We saw that Zacharias was visited by an angel and he was promised that Elizabeth would bear a son. The barren would have a son. The impossible would happen. And so the emphasis, I suppose, on the first chapter of Luke is, with God, nothing is impossible. In verse 30, um, 37, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Now, we know that at this time, Zacharias can't speak. Elizabeth is pregnant and she 
hides or she, she goes to the hill country. Uh, it, she hurries off it, uh, into a city of Judea. And there is Elizabeth then growing large, becoming more showing. It, it, it was happening. And there she was, hidden away in the hill country. And this is where we come into the story again. This is where we see that Mary, she arose and she went into the whole country to where Elizabeth was. And she entered the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. We know that John leapt within the womb of Elizabeth. As the Spirit of God came upon Elizabeth, so he responded in joy and was filled also with the Holy Ghost. It was a remarkable thing. An unborn baby experiencing joy, showing that he was anticipating the Christ who would be born. For John would be the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He would be the one that would make the path straight. He would be the one of a voice crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. And now when Mary enters the room, the babe is filled with the Holy Ghost. Elizabeth is filled and there is great joy. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. I'm going to take you to Mary. Here was Mary who has been visited by the angel Gabriel, has been saluted by the angel, and promised great things. She is going to bear, she is going to be the virgin that bears the Lord, her Lord, the, the God is going to become flesh and the Holy One is going to be born within her. And there's this great silence after the angel has left. She has said, yes, be it unto your handmaid, be it all that you've said. Yes, in, in, in your plan, Lord, you, you fulfill your will in me. Yes, I'm going to be married. Forget about that. Your will be done. And she thinks nothing for herself, and she just trusts God. It's amazing. But she's told that she will be called blessed. And when Elizabeth says to her these words, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. It must have stirred up in her that what the angel has said was actually true. People would call her blessed. You see, Mary was just a common Jewish girl, a girl in Nazareth who was betrothed to Joseph. Her name would have been lost in history. Nobody would ever have known about her. Can it be that people would call me blessed? And surely, if... I'm a virgin and I tell people that I'm having a baby, they're not going to believe me. And I thought about this and I thought, 
Why would people believe that a virgin could conceive and bear a son? Why would anybody believe Mary's story? And then it occurred to me that God, in his wisdom, had promised of the seed of the woman a child would be born. He promised that a branch would come forth, that there would be a seed born of David's line. He promised a genealogy right back to Adam, right back to Abraham, right back to David. There was promises that a virgin would conceive and bear a son. And so it would be that people were waiting for this day when a virgin would bring forth a son. It is that God, in his mercy, had protected Mary so that all who heard could say, this isn't fancy. This goes back in our record. We can trace through the scriptures, through the Old Testament, what Mary is saying. We know that this is going to happen and this it's true, and we believe Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He, he didn't want to die before he saw the Lord's Christ. He believed Zachariah and Elizabeth when the, their son, John, was a gift from God. And now he, wants to, now he knows the forerunner is born. He, he wants now, I believe, to see the Christ who is coming after the forerunner. So God, in his plan has revealed his will. And now his will has happened. Mary has conceived and she is with child. And Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Ghost and she blesses Mary. And she says, Whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Here is humility before Mary. Mary hasn't experienced this of any of her cousins before. And yet, because God has said she is blessed, so she is. And throughout the centuries, Mary has been held in esteem. People have believed that a virgin did conceive. She wasn't disgraced. And right to this day, it isn't Mary who is blasphemed today, is it? It's not Mary. It's the one that there's more scripture to say more about than any other. It's the Lord himself. The one whom is different to this world because he is from above. The one who they despised and rejected. Who they couldn't stand the pureness of his words. It seems that God has always taken our punishment and reserved the faithful. And he did this for Mary. So her silence, the angel had visited her. And now this meeting, humility and blessedness coming forth from her cousin's lips. And I wondered why she was so quiet when the angel was there. Mary had this trait about her. I think it's in chapter 2, verse 19. She hid things in her heart. Things hard to understand. Things hard to get your head around. It's hard to get your head around an angel visiting you and making such a declaration and, and greeting you in such a, a fashion and then finding out that inside you is growing a baby. It's hard for her to uh, just sing out praise. She's accepted the will of the Lord, 
But how is it going to be for her now? And so she's quiet. And I'm sure if you were her, you were quiet. Who am I going to tell? Where, where is it going to end? And when she met Elizabeth, it was as if the pressure cooker just exploded. And all of her heart poured out in a moment. And what poured out was from the Lord. It was intertwined with, with, with prophetic utterances of what God has done and what God will do and how God had looked upon her. And so we come to the song of Mary. Now this song is very much echoed in Hannah's song in Samuel chapter 2, the first Samuel in chapter 2. And if you read it when you go home, you'll think, wow, the similarities between what Hannah says when she's expecting Samuel, well, has had Samuel, and the similarities between what Mary says and between Psalm 103, uh, where, where it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who heal all of thy diseases, who redeemeth your life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Well, Mary had known something of the mercies of God, and her heart was filling up with praise to God. And so we have what people call the, the, the Magnificat. My soul doth magnify the Lord. And he, she says, My spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour. She is making much of Christ. And all those who are touched with what God has done for them do this throughout their lives. But in this, she wants us to know that she is filled with praise to God. She is full of praise to God. Excuse me. And then she says, My spirit rejoiced in God my Savior. This child is our Saviour and Lord. This is more than just bringing forth a child into the world. This is Scripture fulfilled. Mary, although she was a poor, young girl, about to be married to Joseph, knew the Scriptures. And what a blessing it is to know the Scriptures, which make us wise into salvation, which makes us wise to God's plan and God's will. She wasn't taken by surprise. She knew that a virgin would conceive, and she was so thrilled that God had called her to be the one. And then she became his humble servant, and now she magnifies the Lord, but she says, he is my saviour. You see, Mary was a sinner just like you and me, and she needed a Lord. It must have been amazing for her to, to consider and hiding her heart how God was working in her this great and wonderful thing. Not only her saviour, but God the Father sent his son to be the saviour of the world. She knew that the child 
that she was about to bear was the God-man. She knew that the child that she bore would, would look like a man, but would be different to any other. She wouldn't, would wonder, how am I going to deal with this? How am I going uh, to live with someone who is so perfect? And yet, all these things, are, I think, were in her heart. But one thing she could do, she could rejoice in God as Savior. For he has regarded my low estate, and all generations shall call me blessed. And Elizabeth was the start of that. He has done mighty things to me, great things, and holy is his name. But the greatest thing God has done is to take upon flesh and to dwell amongst us. If there is anything mightier than that, then you tell me afterwards. But God, who is mighty, becomes flesh. And she saw that God was in it all. And she saw that his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generations. You know, God wants to take mercy upon people. He wants to not give them what they deserve and give them what they don't deserve. He wants to take their wrath and clothe them in righteous, righteous robes. He wants to take their rags from off them. And, and all that their transgressions and all of their uh, willful sinfulness against God, he wants to blot it out. And he wants to make them anew to dwell with him in glory. But they have to come to him. They have to receive mercy. They have to receive God's grace. And she could see that God had been merciful to her and to all that fear him. There are many in life that fail to fear God. We think of Satan himself. He lifted himself up above the stars of heaven. He sought to make his throne above he thought too highly of himself, and God brought him low. And on the cross, he made an open show of all their shame when he bore our sins on the cross. You see, he knows how to make the high low, and he knows how to make the low ones high. And he'd done that for Mary. He'd lifted her up, a servant, a servant to God, but a poor handmaid, now exalted to the mother of the Lord. We think about others. We think about Nebuchadnezzar. There he was, having the visions that he was this gold on the statue that Daniel had proclaimed to him about his dream that he wanted to understand. And he was puffed up. He became he become pride and, and powerful. I'm this most powerful one then amongst the Gentile nations. And so what did God do? He says, he, he says to me, you know, you're going to leave this palace. You're going to go into the wilderness. You're going to crawl like a bear and have claws. And you're going to eat from the ground and the dew off the ground. He didn't really think, believe that was going to happen to him. But God humbled him. And he was almost out of his mind. 
This king who became as an animal before God. And then, when he understood what God was teaching him, and that God rules in the kingdoms of men, this animal became human again. And he was restored to his palace, and he proclaimed that this God is a true God in heaven. So he does know how to pull down, and he knows how to lift up. Saul, Saul lost his kingdom through disobedience, through doing what he thought what was right in his eyes. David, who, who obeyed God so well throughout his life, was only at his highest when he was trusting and following God. It should be a warning to us all to not think of ourselves more highly than what we are. To serve God and to serve one another in fear. To know that we need the mercy of God. We need him to strengthen us, to lift us up. And we need that daily, throughout our life. He fills the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. You know, the rich young ruler came and he had so much of this world and he couldn't let it go. He couldn't let it go. And yet the hungry came and he fed them out of baskets. The hungry, hungry came and he fed them with two small fish and a, a few barley loaves. Such is our God. He knows how to feed us. Blessed are the poor in spirit for they shall be filled. You know, it, we live in a topsy-turvy world. The rich seem to have it all. But if you're honest, what have they got which is eternal? What have they got which will last them an eternity? Nothing. The Bible tells us, naked we came into the world, naked we're going to leave. What do we need more than anything else? We need God's love. We need God's mercy. We need God's grace. We need his protection. Do you know God is able to do what he did for Mary for us? To look upon the nobodies and make them somebody. To look upon the weak and to lift them up. To look about them who've got no riches to offer him. Come to me and buy with no money at all. That's what he would say to us. This is the God who says, uh, come, come. But I haven't got anything to give, come. But I'm not righteous, come. Just be unto me, Lord, as, as you want. Mary was astounding in her faith. A young girl, astoundingly strong faith, to believe all that God would do and to be willing to just bow the knee to God and say, be it unto me. And that's where we need to come. We need to accept God's will for our lives. And we need to follow him into the unknown. We need to hide his truth in our heart. You see, she says, he has helped Israel, his servant, 
in remembrance of his mercy. Well, what was his mercy to Israel? Well, he'd been merciful throughout their existence. In fact, for rebellious uh, people, he had shown much mercy. But what is the mercy that Mary is thinking about? The Savior has come. The Savior is here. He has remembered his promises. You know, we forget promises. We Sometimes we make promises we can't keep. But God always keeps his promises. And so he's remembered what he has promised to do. And he has sent his son to be the saviour of the world. What a mighty God we serve. What a God to fear. What a God to rest in. So Mary believed in the Lord. Do we? Do we? Is that where we stand? And if we do, let's follow him. Let's serve him. Let's hide the things that we don't understand in our hearts. Let him reveal it to us later if it need be. But he is God who is faithful to his promises. And we're celebrating his first advent. But soon, I believe, we'll be, second, we'll be celebrating his second advent. And what a day of rejoicing that will be. So that brings us to, up to the end of uh, Mary's song. She She, th she then departs, and then uh, Chris, will, Chris will pick up um, the next part after that, okay? So I'll leave it there. Our last song is Joy to the World.
some words from Hannah's prayer. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. He bringeth low and lifteth high. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes to make them inherit the throne of glory. Our Heavenly Father, we stand before you and you are an awesome God. And Lord, we acknowledge that uh, it is an amazing wonder that we celebrate at this time of year that the God of heaven should become man and to dwell amongst us. And we just thank you, Lord, that our salvation belongs in him. He has won uh, the battle that we could not fight. We had no strength in us, Lord. And yet you came to release us from the curse. And Lord, may all those who realize that the curse is reversed in Christ, may they rejoice as Mary did, as Hannah did, as many have rejoiced throughout the centuries, that their sins are forgiven. The Savior has come. Light has shone. And the darkness could not pull it out. Lord, we thank you for Jesus, the Lord, who is the way, the truth, and the life. He is my Lord. May he be the Lord of all who are listening. And I pray this in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.